Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Let's head out to the guest line right now. And talk to the author of a brand new book that is out, Sideline CEO, Leadership Principles from Championship Coaches. And the author is Marty Smith, of course, the legendary ESPN correspondent. Kind enough to join us right now on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Marty, first off, congratulations on a new book. Appreciate the time. And how are things going? Zach, thank you, brother. Good afternoon. I appreciate you giving me the platform, man. Everything's wonderful. It's college football season in the South, baby. It's God's time. It's the best time of year. Everything's great. Uh, very busy. We got a great season, great college football season underway, and a uh, ton of storylines. And I'm so grateful that all of these amazing leaders uh, and coaches gave me so much of their time to be able to put sideline CEO together and hopefully impact some lives of the folks who read it. Yeah, so so you've been involved clearly covering college football for many years, and you you're great at creating relationships. When you've talked to these coaches for so many years, and now they assist you um, in helping out with the book, did any of these coaches kind of surprise you? And, and did you learn some new things about them? I learned a lot, actually. Um, you know, I, it really is kind of a who who's who, Zach. It's you know Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, Mac Brown and Roy Williams, Tom Izzo. John Calipari, Doc Rivers, Patty Gasso just won her seventh national championship with Oklahoma softball. Kim Mulkey just won her fourth national championship with LSU women's basketball. So, I mean, Kirby Smart is in the book. It's just, um, it's a, it is a group of leaders who achieved and succeeded at the absolute pinnacle in very high-pressure jobs where you either win or you're gone. And the pillars in the book, really, each of them really dive into all of those little nuances that really make great leaders. And ultimately, leadership comes down to influence. It's not power. It's can you move people? Can you pull, push, bring people with you, especially if they don't believe they're capable of doing so themselves? And so all of those individuals gave me so much of their time and and. and I feel like the readers can can take a lot of this and inject it into their daily walk, no matter their profession. I've done so as a father and husband, much less a professional. And so it is a very insightful, vulnerable book full of wisdom. I saw an interview that you did recently, and it was uh, really moving and very touching. And you were talking about your mother who passed away in 1998 and then also your father in 2008. Uh, you brought up what we do and the jobs and, and the people that we kind of impact and touch. Um, I've had a few friends, unfortunately, that have lost their parents at, at a young age, and I have the utmost respect for them, how they're able to move on um, in this difficult thing that we call life. Uh, on the platform that we're on right now, radio, 
you never know who's listening and you always know you could make an impact. I'm just curious with what you've had to do for a long time now, just what kind of advice do you give to someone that unfortunately has, has lost a loved one, has lost a mother and a father at a young age? It, well, first of all, it's hard to ever get over it. Um, yeah, I was very, very young when I lost my mom. I was 20. And then basically when my mother passed away, she had breast cancer. We lost my dad spiritually, too. He lived physically for 10 more years, but spiritually he was hollow. And it is very difficult. It's, it's a, your, your, your normal is never what it was with that blase fair, blissful, very naive approach. I grew up in a, in a home with two parents that we never questioned if they loved us. Um, and I mean, we went to church and we played, it was Friday night lights and the whole thing like Beaver Cleaver, man. And so when that normal is shaken to its core, you have to really grow up fast, but you have to figure out who you are. And that's a difficult thing to do. And it, I mean, look, I'm 47 years old now, Zach, and I feel like I've only really learned who I am in the last few of those years. Um, being truly self-confident and not beholden to outside perspectives uh, that might influence the person that I want to be. Because when your parents go, I say all that, when your parents go, you lose a compass. And it's a compass that you don't even know is there, especially dudes with their dads. Yeah. Roof's leaking, call daddy. Truck won't start, call daddy. He's always got an answer. And if he doesn't, he knows how to find it. And then all of a sudden, that's gone. And so you got to figure it out by yourself. And that's an old bleep moment when you got to figure it out by yourself at 30 years old. And so um, I, would, I would just tell those people, carry their spirit unabashedly in everything you do. I've been grateful that I've been able to do that. I wish that my parents could see some of the things that I've gotten to experience and witness and, and do. But um, I just try my very best to – I still – every single day I'm seeking my father's favor. I lost him 15 years ago. I know this could be a, a tough question to answer, but just based off what you said, Marty Smith, who is the, the Marty Smith that you found out about yourself the last few years? I think it's someone that wants to be a servant leader. It's someone who wants to be present in every relationship, in every moment, certainly for his wife and for his children, who wants to be authentic and and care about other people in a way that is a light in the world. And Time is our most precious resource, Zach, and it's hard to give it all the time. But if someone wants it and you can impact their life with a smile, you can impact their life by saying hello and asking about their day, you can, you can quite literally change their life. And I'm not too busy for that. And so that's the person I want to be. I want to be I, I, I want to have open ears and a closed mouth. I want to ask you about your life and, and really be a light. Um, ESPN is not my purpose, man. 
ESPN is a platform for my purpose. And I feel like my purpose is that light. And, and I'm so thankful that I have the platform to try to be that for other people. I'll tell you, I think I saw just a genuine moment of you a few years ago. Um, I think it was a few years ago. You were walking past a, a young reporter who's doing a stand-up, a recorded stand-up, but you're right. It's the most obnoxious thing to do uh, in the business because you try to get it perfect and it's not live. And when you do things live, you just go right through it. That moment, and you just taking, what, 45 seconds, a minute out of your day to talk to that young reporter, I, I thought as someone in the business, that was a pretty cool moment, Marty. Well, thank you. I appreciate your kind words. And first of all, that, that young man, man's name is Jack Patterson. He's a reporter down in Columbus, Georgia. At the time, I did not know this. That was his first assignment. Wow, He's really? Been a cameraman for years. He had um, been kind of like the utility guy for his station for years, but that was kind of the first time that they sent him out on his own and said, all right, man, go show us. And I could see the frustration building in him. And I've been, on, I've been doing television now for two decades. I hate tape stand-ups to this second because of your point, Zach. You want every word to be perfect. If you fumble one, you got to do it over again. And I just don't know why, man. I felt led to just tell him, hey, brother, take your time. Every, like, I hate it. You're doing a great job. I can tell you have great spirit. And you're going to get it. Just take a deep breath, and you're going to get it. And I had no idea he was had in, any intention of disseminating that moment. But my word, what came from that and the response, I woke up the next morning. I'm, a, I'm like a 535, 45 riser every day. I got up the next morning at around that time, and I had – hundreds of text messages. And the very first one I saw is from Shane Beamer, who South Carolina <laughs> yeah. football coach with whom I grew up. We, we played every sport against each other from like seventh or eighth grade on. And we're very close friends today. And it, it, it said, it is so wonderful that the world gets to see the Marty Smith we've always known. And I was like, Oh Lord, what did I do? Did I chug a beer? Did I cuss? What did I do? And, and he had tagged, or, or excuse me, kind of copied, included the link to Jack's twi tweet. Awesome. And I went, oh, my goodness gracious alive. I cannot believe this. But what that, like, it, it, it is a forever bond between Jack and me. He's a wonderful young man. And I'm so grateful that he had that moment. Like, the, the, the confidence that came, I hate social media because I think most of it's crap, but that was one of those moments where all these thousands of people infused his life with all of this joy and affirmation and confidence, and that is beautiful. Marty Smith here with us. His new book is out, Silent CEO, Leadership Principles from Championship Coaches. Let me get to a few uh, college football things before we let you run. Uh, you know the seesaw ride of college football season. Alabama loses to Texas. The sky is falling. Then they don't play well up against USF. They go back to Milrow. They get a big win up against Ole Miss. What do you think the ceiling is for Alabama this season, Marty? Very high. Uh, I, I was never one that ascribed to 
the, the, the sky is falling. You know, Alabama fans and Ohio State fans and Clemson fans, they have such high expectations that it's either college football or bust. Uh, college football, excuse me. I mean, college football playoff or bust. And it's just sort of an irrational approach because of the continued sustained, sustained success that they have. I think that's a really good football team if they can stay healthy. Now, their offensive line play has not been good. Their quarterback play, they're still figuring, that, figuring it out. But Tommy Reese, in the, look, uh, Zach, the second half of that game against Ole Miss was a halftime coaching adjustment clinic. They adjusted to what Jalen does very well. That is, design quarterback runs. That is, that is running the football downhill imposing your will, taking some play-action shots off of that, that run game. And it worked. So defensively, they are nasty, bro. Now, they do have a couple of injuries that are concerning, but I, don't, look, I think that they still have a very high ceiling. I do. The games this weekend inside the SEC, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, what's the one that, that stands out to you the most, Marty Smith? Well, we are going to uh, Kentucky hosting Florida. And I love Mark Stoops. He's a great coach. Not only is he a great coach, he's a phenomenal dude. I mean, like, just that hardcore, that whole family, you know, they have that that rural Ohio steel belt, rust belt, just Midwestern sensibility, tough blue collar kind of way about them, and I love all of them. And – He's built that within the Kentucky program. At a basketball school, he's made football very relevant. I love their quarterback. He's, you know, Devin Leary, still trying to work his way into Liam Liam Cohen's system. Uh, But, boy, that kid can rip it. They have good wide receivers, a solid offensive line. they got some good guys on the defensive side of the ball. But Florida's better, dude, than people think they are. They lost the season opener to Utah. But I was talking to my colleague Jordan Rogers about that game, and he goes, when, I, when he went back and watched the tape, and I did too after he told me this, it was a two- or three-play game. I mean, they didn't, the score was not terribly indicative of how well Florida played in that game. So this one, to me, that we're going to in Lexington has a ton of juice, and I can't wait to get there, man. It's a noon kickoff. Our show leads directly into it. They're going to be lathered up. I love what Coach Stoop said in his press conference yesterday, that he has great confidence in the people of Kentucky that they can get up early and pound them cold beers and be ready for that one. Before we let you run, uh, we all know the Pac-12 in its final season has been awesome so far with Washington, Oregon, USC, Washington State, uh, Utah, and a bunch of other teams. Clearly, you got to talk about Colorado. I know coming off – uh, a big-time beatdown up against the Ducks this weekend. But how about what Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, has been able to do in three, four games so far in his tenure at Colorado for, for not only just the university but for the game of college football? Remarkable. One of the hardest things to do is walk into a culture that is irrelevant and flip it. And, and he did it instantly. He walked in there and made it very clear from the jump what is is not what was, and what is going to be is not what is. We're coming, and I'm bringing my luggage. And he went in there, and it's so fascinating to me, Zach, because 
what do we, you got to look at it on a fundamental human level. What do all of us want? We want hope and we want belonging in every, from the t- from middle school, high school, cliquish relationships all the way until we meet Jesus. We want hope and we want belonging. And Dion has given that not just to the program, not just to the university, but to the individual souls on that roster. And it's awesome to watch. And I just, I marvel at it because he, you know, and, and, and I've, I've, I've done a few interviews this week where people look at Dan Lanning's commentary and Ryan Day's reaction after the Ohio State win. Yeah. They all believe that's the Dion effect. I don't know yet if I agree with that. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm not saying it is yet either. I know this. If, like, if, 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 if you're a four- or five-star recruit and you have the standard modus operandi programs on your list, Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, Florida State, Texas, if they're what's on your – you're looking out west, man. You're looking out west to Boulder. You're looking out west to – to, to Southern Cal and what Lincoln's doing, because that's good. I mean, like, like it's it's big boy stuff, and and with Dion leading with love like that, all those young people are just like, man, I want to be a part of that thing. Last thing I'll ask you before we let Marty Smith run on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, when I look at the Big Ten. I know Ohio State beat Notre Dame this weekend. I I thought Notre Dame, though, should have won the game. I think Michigan's better than Ohio State. I'm a Temple graduate. I'll say nothing nice about Penn State, but I also think Penn State (laughs) is better uh, than Ohio State. Uh, This year with the Buckeyes, how would you you rank those three teams right now, Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State? It was funny. Uh, I was doing a show in Columbus the other day, and they asked me who was going to win the Big Ten East. And I went with Michigan. I think Michigan's the best team out of those three. They're the most complete. And, uh, and you know, look, and, and right now it goes through Ann Arbor. I love McCarthy. I think he's such a baller. I love Blake Corum. Uh, he is such a tough downhill runner. I love Jim Harbaugh. He's got it humming up there. Now, I will tell you, brother, Kyle McCord showed me a lot on Saturday night in South Bend, Indiana. Showed me a whole lot. I love Aller up there in Happy Valley, and I love James Franklin. All three of those teams are going to make a – I mean, like, I'm an SEC guy, right? I always maintain that the SEC West is the most difficult division in sports. I'm not sure it's not the Big Ten East this year. How about that? Sideline CEO, leadership principles from championship coaches. The forward is by Tim Tebow. The book is by ESPN legendary correspondent Marty Smith. Marty, wonderful conversation. Appreciate the time and good luck with the book. Thank you for your spirit, brother. I appreciate the platform. And yes, my friends, I would love if you went and got it. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Time to get to three college football takes. So we'll start things off in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 right now is the best conference in college football in its final year. Uh, as just, it's been awesome seeing 18s in the top 25. I know Colorado got spanked this weekend uh, by Oregon, but what Colorado has brought to the sport. And you look at USC with Caleb Williams, what Wazoo was able to do over the weekend as well. But I do believe that the two best teams in the Pac-12 are Washington and Oregon. 
And that's my first college football take, and I'll take it a step further. And I've been saying this now before the season started, and I'll continue to double, triple, quadruple down on it. Washington, to me, is the best team in the Pac-12. They play defense. I know you could say the same up against, uh, you know, for Oregon, too. USC does not. But what Michael Penix is doing, and I know we got a lot of Heisman play last year, even though he wasn't a finalist, but there was a lot of him asserted into the conversation. Maybe it's because the games are so late on the West Coast, it doesn't get a lot of the East Coast fan. But what he's done to just start this season is incredible. And when this schedule only gets better with the teams that Washington still hasn't uh, played yet, you're going to get even more of a push if Washington continues to win these games, and he may win the Heisman Trophy this year. But right now, uh, Washington and Oregon are better than USC, and Washington is the best team in the Pac-12. Florida State is the best team in the ACC. With that said, by the time the regular season's over, they're going to have a loss. Nice escape, we'll call it, against Clemson. But this team, I'm telling you, they, they I, I do not feel good about them. I know they're undefeated. You got your last laugh by you picking Florida State to win, and I pick Clemson, and the Seminoles won. And week look at this one. Team. Week one. And week one, they, I said they're going to get smacked, smoked. Oh, don't give away the hickey hex yet. It's coming okay, up in okay. about 15 minutes. I'll say this then. You look at that game against Clemson, which is a downtrodden Clemson team. Florida State this entire year cannot run the ball, and their defense is suspect. You all of their success is on the back of Jordan Travis. And that to me is worrisome where if he has a bad game, you're not winning every single game. And I think for me, if you're Florida State, you need to you want to guarantee you're in the playoff 13-0. 12-1. You could get in. Oh, you'll gonna get in at 12 and 1. Gonna this need year. a lot of help because their resume is not very strong. Well, hold on. Uh LSU, that's a great sink, win up well, against an SEC. Sinking like a rock now. Barely beating Arkansas. They're what, 13th or 14th? Like they lose another game all of a sudden. You know, sure, preseason You don't think five. they're going to beat Ole Miss this weekend? Uh, well, that'll be my second take here in a second. Oh. I'll get to that. But I'm just saying, like, if you were talking about, like, but let's just say just LSU takes is segments. 14th in the country, that win looks worse and worse by the week if LSU suffers another loss to Alabama, let's just say, and now you're the second or third team in the SEC West, not as good as it started, and you look at the Pac-12, look at the Big Ten, Plenty of teams with opportunities to build their resumes stronger right now than Florida State. You could lose one. And you'll get in if you're a one-loss conference champion. Now, if you lose the the one in, in the AC championship game, it may be a little bit different and you'll still get in. But if you have one loss at the end of the year, you'll get in. And here's why. Look how bad it was for Clemson last year. And Clemson, even when they were 10-1 and one and they weren't impressing anybody, and coming off that Notre Dame loss too where they got blown out 35-14, to 14, enough teams went down, even in the 14 format, where they would have won that South Carolina game. And then they won the ACC championship game against UNC. They would have made the college football playoff with one loss. But the fact they lost that game late to South Carolina and they suffered their second loss is why they were on the outside looking in. But let me ask you this. And Jordan Travis, I thought he was as tough as nail. I was talking to Mike Norvell this morning. I said your quarterback is as tough as tough could be. That arm, which he injured in the, in the, uh, the non-throwing arm, which he injured in the BC game, it looked like it was dangling at times. It looked like it was about... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To fall off at times, and that kid stepped up over and over and over again, and they need a better play call. How many times are you going to take a deep shot? I know it worked at the end of the game, but they should have ran the ball a little bit more with Jordan Travis, but then if they did... You know, who 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 knows if that arm would have held up? You're not wrong that Travis needs to stay healthy. But you look at the schedule the rest of the way for Florida State. Where are they losing a game here? Like, let, let's go through it right now. Virginia Tech this weekend. Or it's coming stink. up uh, next weekend, excuse me. They stink. They will, Florida State will win that game. Syracuse, Syracuse after that. Syracuse is not bad. You, are you picking I'm Florida not, State I'm, to lose? There is no game right now that I could say definite loss, right? I don't believe they have Duke on their schedule off the they top do. of my head. They, they do. do. Duke. Tough game. Wake Forest at Pitt. But even you go back. Miami, North Alabama, Florida. Like, more my point, Florida's too, is tough. Boston College stinks. Yeah. They're not very good. And you barely escaped Chestnut Hill and got lucky to leave with that, that game with a win. My, so you, you look at the way they're playing Outside of really the second half against LSU, they've not been a consistent team whatsoever. And they still beat and so, LSU and Clemson. And but you're susceptible to, again, one bad game if Jordan Travis does not have his A game. I don't see how else they're going to win. I think that's a real backhanded compliment. Where you said before the year that they were fraudulent, and now they're 4-0, and and it's like, oh, they're the best team in the ACC, but they're going to go down. Well, you just talked about before that Clemson lost the game. Like, Florida State didn't win, and Clemson blew the game. And I would agree with you. Like, that, we're not talking about a... Again, a downtrodden Clemson team. You go into their house, and you need a strip sack. You need a missed 29-yard field goal. You need Dabo Sweeney completely making, what, three boneheaded decisions, we could say, in the last two minutes of the game to just get to overtime. Like, they needed – now, they got the breaks. They need a lot of breaks just to get out of Clemson alive. Again, that they are walking a very tight tightrope where they're a top-five team, but that, to me, screams one loss written all over it. All righty, let me get to my next take here. Um, Big Ten teams, Michigan's one, Penn State is two, and Ohio State is three. After Ohio State getting a victory up against Notre Dame, and I was just looking at Ohio State, I wasn't that impressed with them. Even though they got the victory up against Notre Dame, and they came from behind and and got it on that final play, uh, you know me, I do not like to root and support your college football team, but with that being said, I do believe Penn State is going to lose to Michigan, but I do think a few weeks prior to that, they're going to go to the shoe 
and they're going to get the, the, the job done in the horseshoe up against the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think Ohio State this year is the third best team in the Big Ten. And how about that coach and Ryan Day? Oh, Ryan Day. Can you have some respect for your elders? You really need to go after uh, Lou Holtz? Uh, give me a break. Ryan Day banned from all uh, early bird specials, banned from all senior citizen homes. Ryan Day is not allowed to go there. You go, what? Lou Holtz is like almost 90, and you got to go crucify the coach because he was talking up the Notre Dame fighting Irish? That's a bad job by Ryan Day. First thing after the game. First thing after the game. Those are the first words out of his mouth. Yeah, take it easy, coach, and don't lose by 1,000 this year up against Michigan. All right, Ryan Day, enough with that loser. This is this is no this is not sarcasm. You're being dead serious about Ryan Day attacking Lou Holtz. I don't like it. Because I can't I can't honestly tell. Banned from all senior citizen wow. homes. No early bird specials for him. Ryan Day, you keep calling out. You He's know. 88 years old! Hey, he called him soft. Lou, Lou Ryan put the Day ball in the team. for doing that. Lou put the ball in the tee. I respect Lou oh, calling him out. He's on the McAfee Ryan. show. It's at Notre Dame. Of course you're going to play to the crowd and have some fun. I think both are in the right. Ryan Day, keep on attacking the the, the geriatrics. Uh, I love who it. Who are you, supporting the Washington State coach who, who uh, went after Lee Corso too? I'm I'm here for it. I'm oh, truly here for it. Break. Call him out. Get him. Call him on the carpet, and maybe if you got to fight him, fight him. Oh, I mean, yeah. We're just kidding. What, I'm kidding about What, that are you part. advocating beating up I, elderly I'm people? I'm kidding for that part. Look at this hey, animal here. What listen, an animal you are. What, are you going to start punching you grandparents? You want to run your mouth. If you want to run your mouth, oh, you stop. deserve to get what's coming back at you. Ryan Day, you're lucky you won the game. And then you go Very blab lucky. afterwards. Blab afterwards. Uh, you know what? Go Penn State. I hope he beats Ohio State by 50. Go Michigan. I hope he beats Ohio State by 100 this year. Ryan Day. Ugh, arrogant. And he's a Temple guy. He coached at Temple twice. I'm oh, supposed did he? to I like know that. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Wow, attacking one of your own. I, I think that was actually his first job on, on a staff where he wasn't a GA was Temple back in 2006. Wow. Without Golden. Going back in the day. How about that? Let me just uh, double check that there. Yeah, he was uh, a G, well, being a tight end coach in New Hampshire doesn't count. Uh, GA at Boston <laughs> College, GA at Florida, and wide receiver coach at Temple. How about that? And then came back day. in 2012 to be the OC. Wow. All right, next take. Go. All right. Speaking of coaches that annoy you, Lane Kiffin. I'm done believing in Lane Kiffin. The yes, Saturday <laughs> I like of the day. Lane Kiffin. Saturday, I love Lane Kiffin. I'm a big Lane Kiffin supporter. I like that he just says what's on his mind. He pokes yeah. the bear. But eventually, Lane, you got to back it up with some wins, man. Mm -hmm. And that was the game. Alabama's vulnerable. They have no quarterback situation whatsoever. Jalen Miller, you know, is the best quarterback. Is still throwing interceptions. On Saturday, and you take your high-flying offense in a Tuscaloosa, a beaten-down Alabama team, score 10 points and look lifeless in that game and get, again, embarrassed. I I want to believe in Lane. I'm done. No more. He's a fraud. Everyone should know that Kyle Whittingham is a top-10 coach in the sport. He's one of the best coaches in the country, and he's also one of the most underrated coaches in the country. You do not have Cam Rising, and I was shocked that he didn't play in the game up against UCLA. And you beat Florida Baylor to start the season. Now, Weber State, whatever. And then you beat UCLA 14-7. to What Whittingham is doing with that defense is unbelievable. They allowed 11 points, 13 points, 7 points, and 7 points this year. And now uh, they have, they're have they at Oregon State this weekend. Or actually on Friday night up against DJ Uyungle coming off Oregon State's loss to Wazoo. Uh, very impressed with Kyle Whittingham. Back-to-back Pac-12 champs. Still, no one gives him enough credit. He is one of the best and still most underrated coaches in all of college football. 
We are one-third of the way through the college football season. I think for the first time in a long time, we can actually say this. I think there are right now 10 teams that can win a national title. Any team in the top 10, I think, can legitimately right now make a claim as to why they can and why they can't. There's mm-hmm. really no upper echelon elite teams that have separated themselves in the past, like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan at times. There is, I think, right now one large cluster of 10 teams, and it is tremendous. Where are you at a Penn State? Confidence 1-10. to 10. Uh, I feel good, honestly. Really? I feel pretty confident. But they haven't played anyone yet. But, well, Iowa's a tough team. And oh, they just Iowa. They can't the score shed. Iowa. And that offensive coordinator, the Ferentz's kid, Brian Ferentz, should be fired. They should hire the AI version of him. But you know what they've Has done so swag. far? They have, in a year where, for the most part, even eh. the great teams have struggled, they have put teams away. And I'll take that. Yeah, I know, but it was 10 nothing at halftime. Were you thrilled when it's 10 nothing at halftime? No, and just like I was not thrilled when Illinois, there was whatever yeah. it was, a, another close effort. But like, the second half, they pulled away pretty easily. Don't, I just said Penn State's the second-best team in the Big Ten, but they still got to show me a, a little bit more. And their season comes down to two games. You have to win one up against Ohio State and Michigan. Every other game... Should be a win. Northwestern, yeah, I agree. you'll beat them by uh, like 500 points three this week. three weeks until the Ohio State game. UMass, give me a break. Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan State, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, not arguing with you, 100%. Mm-hmm. So you're drinking the Kool-Aid already. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Number one defense in the country. Good running game. <laughs> I would like the offensive line to be a little bit more dominant than they have been, but their left tackle, Olu Fashionu, has been tremendous so far. Drew Aller, zero turnovers in his career. So yeah. far, so good. The only thing that would concern me is that Franklin hasn't played a top 10 team yet. We know what his record is. It's like 3-15 and 15 or 3-16 and 16 against top 10 teams. Hey, he's won he's his last game against a top 10 team. Oh, please, an irrelevant Rose Bowl. I'm just saying. Where the quarterback got hurt, I'm just, too. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> well, Cam Rising's there or not. They were pulling away with whether, whether he was playing or not. That game was over if, even when he got hurt. If come on up for Cam Rising was there, hmm, could be a little bit different story. Hickey uh, uh, beers would have turned into tears at the Rose Bowl. Not that game. They're winning no matter what. <laughs> Have you ever picked Penn State to lose is my question. All right, well, come on back with a Hickey Hex and a college football coach that's ranked in the top five even chimes in on the Hickey Hex and knows that when Hickey picks against your team, it's a good thing when Hickey goes against your squad. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. So this is the uh, Bash Hickey segment on the show. Hickey, let me ask you what you want to do first here. We want to talk about the Broncos? Or do we want to talk about your hatred for Florida State football? Let me know. I don't get a last meal here in this execution? That, this is, you're getting your choice right now. You want me to go get you some boneless wings oh, to make you feel go. better? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we can, let's get Florida State out of the way. Let's get the Hickey X out of the way. Let's, let's hear the shame and let's relive in the Seminole glory, I guess. So just a reminder, Hickey is picked against LSU, uh, picked against Florida State up against LSU. Hickey also picked against Florida State this past weekend going uh, up against Clemson. Let's listen up to a brand new edition of the Hickey Hex. It's the Hickey Hex. <laughs> Biggest game of the weekend, number five LSU taking on number eight Florida State Tigers, two and a half point favorites. LSU wins and covers. Here's why. You know the F in FSU stands for? Fraudulent. That's right. The Seminoles are getting a lot of love this offseason, and I don't know why. Florida State, to me, looking at them this year, sure they got talent, but they're a team that can beat the bad teams, can't beat the good teams. This, to me, is going to be a game where LSU is going to clean 
Florida State's clock. Coach, forget the fact that you have a great staff and you have so many just wonderful players on both sides of the ball. The reason you won that game is my producer, Hot Take Hickey, who just mushes teams left and right. He picked LSU to win 34-17. to So you should probably thank him because he's never right, and he, he went against you guys. You guys ended up winning the game big. Well, I mean, tell him to keep picking against us. And it uh, sounds like uh, uh, I'll, I'll take those odds every week then. Huh? <laughs> Florida State and Clemson. For those listening right now, we got a Florida State logo up here. Seminoles, give me that paper shredder. That's right. Clemson. Pulling off the upset. I like the fact that Dabo Sweeney and Clemson is getting overlooked. They had their manhood challenge after that week one loss to Duke. And now a lot of people have written them off. And look, I criticized them. But do I think they're, they're dead? Not dead just yet. Remember, Clemson at home. One loss in the last seven years. Travis takes a step. Lofts it towards the corner of the end zone for Keon Coleman. He's got it. Death Valley has just been rezoned. You're now a part of Keon County. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, FSU. Columbia going to throw. Fourth and two. Pops over the middle. Incomplete. Columbia missed his man. Let's fire up the war chant and plant the spear. Knowles win. Knowles win. Florida State is back on top of the ACC mountain where they belong. Hot take hickey strikes again. Anything you want to say for yourself? Congrats, Florida State, on escaping. I will keep picking against it because, like we said the previous segment, they will end the regular season 11 and 1, guaranteed. 11 and 1. You heard it here first. That probably means this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Going to the college football playoff if they're eleven and one, so not that big of a guarantee that that you throw out there. Well, that resume, Pac twelve, very strong. Big Ten, two teams. Pac twelve, two teams. Florida State, look at that resume. I, I'm actually clo- a lot closer than you think. I'm actually proud of the brand of Hot Take Hickey and the Hickey Hex that we have a coach that's a top five coach right now in the country, basically saying I want Hickey to pick against me every week. Because it ends up working. Like, that's pretty surreal if we're just being transparent here for a second. I mean, look, if Duke comes to town, let's say college game day's there. If I'm if I'm Coach Norvell, I would be pushing celebrity guest picker. Yours truly. <laughs> Give me the Duke head. <laughs> Give me the Duke devil head. Let's go. Have fans just throwing, like, tomato cans at Hot Take Hickey and just throwing a bunch of different things at you. Fans actually probably erupt in cheering. Oh, thank God he's picking Duke. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're in the clear tonight, fellas. You'd be the most popular uh, person on the Florida State campus. You really would be. And then I build the course. Oh, I'm just kidding. Say F it. Throw the head off. And then <laughs> give 
in the seminal sphere. <laughs> I was watching some old Lee Corso highlights. My favorite is when he's in Alabama. And he plays like the sweet home Alabama and he gets the crowd going and then he takes the other team. I I, I love when, when uh, Lee Corso teases the fans and makes you think he's going to pick the team and then goes the other way. He truly was, you know, what Charles Barkley is now, the Charles Barkley of college basketball, uh, college football. Yeah. With some of these things he would say, looking back, he was he was a character. He when he called character. the young kid a word that I can't I say on the radio say, was great. That was tremendous. Yes. A young, uh, that kid what, was 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> nice pick. Shrimp, basically. <laughs> yeah. You, you did a nice job Poor cleaning it up. There. Kirk Herbstreit sitting there like, holy cow, we got to bleep this guy again. But you are right. When he says, ah, F it. On, and on uh, national television, that is an all-time moment from Coach Corso. And then having to come on, cut into the game to apologize. <laughs> looked like he was being held hostage and say an apology he did not believe he, he deserved to say. Tremendous, tremendous content. But do you see the McAfee show on ESPN? They say the F word every three seconds. I saw the intro to the show one time, and I think they say, like, basically, there's going to be some cursing here. Yeah. Just prepare yourself. But then they mute a lot of it, but then you can't mute the entire show. Did you see on Friday and South Bend, the, the great Notre Dame fans were chanting F Ohio State. Yeah. And they had to mute the mics because it was so loud that they picked it well, up. Well, they were originally chanting F Ohio when Marcus Freeman was on set. And then McAfee was smart. He's like, uh, hello, Marcus Freeman is from Ohio. And they just started chanting F the Buckeyes. Not that in the Marcus Very Freeman story it makes it Very that smart. much uh, different. But, geez, that was crazy. Uh, definitely was. All right. Uh, let me give you a quick little uh, fix here on the Broncos. A few weeks ago, I think you showed your true colors. Where after the Raiders game, you were like, oh, you know, I'm not really changing tune. You still said they were going to win 12 games, which was embarrassing. Um, and then I went through the win-losses with you, and you only got to seven. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you just got me on a bad day here. They're still going to win 12 games. Now to see where we're at two weeks later, where they lose to the Commanders 35-33, to and they get stomped out by the uh, Miami Dolphins 70-20. to can we officially uh, wave the white flag here on all the propaganda you've been spewing for the last two years on the Denver Broncos? I am ready to fight Sean Payton. I am that <laughs> upset that he has made me look like a fool this season. Last year, fine. I believe the Nathaniel Hackett, shame on me. But as George Bush says, you can't get fooled twice. And Sean Payton made me look like a fool. And I'm going to take it out on him. He's going to pay. I actually think that this year's version of the Broncos are so far more embarrassing than last year's version of the Broncos. And I also think when we get in the hickey predictions, your predictions this year for the Broncos are more embarrassing than your predictions last year. Like last year, you said they're going to win the Super Bowl and Nathaniel Hackett's going to be a top three coach in the NFL in terms of the coach of the year uh, candidates. And that was laughable. It was re- I didn't think anything could top it. Out of all your predictions, I didn't think anything could top that. But then going back to the well with this Broncos team that really didn't make any changes outside of the head coach. Like, yeah, sure, they patch up the offensive line a little bit, but the offensive line still has problems. They don't have a lot of talent to throw the football to a wide receiver. And so far, for them to be 0-3, the fact that you believed in this team in a loaded AFC to get to 12 wins, this year's version of your prediction on the Broncos is somehow worse than last year's version. Because the Broncos told you, hey, it's not the players, it's the coaching. They... Changed the entire coaching staff, did not bring in a a lot of new players to this team. And, you know, I believed him. Sean Payton is a guy who wins with less. He's an offensive genius. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. He will surely fix what's wrong. And if anything, so far through three games, best case, they're a mirror image of last year. So next year, when we have you breaking down the Broncos, are you going to go back to the well 
the Broncos will for, for a third time. Well, when they have Caleb Williams as their quarterback, I probably will. Do you think they're going to have Caleb Williams as no, their quarterback? No, I do not. I'm just kidding. Okay. When they have Justin Fields as their quarterback, I probably will. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, you go to Denver, you go visit my sister and her her husband in Denver, and my niece, Raquel, they'd be booing you. Like, the reception you get at Florida State would be drastically different than the reception you would get at Denver. Boo Sean Payton, not me. (laughs) This is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Overreaction, proper reaction. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 